please fasten your seatbelt. This is the Daily Travel Tips podcast with reliable information for travel agents, wedding planners, families, friends, Insta travelers and others related to traveling and tourism. Good afternoon, morning, midday. You just heard me googling how to pronounce say line. Because I want to talk about the Pink Lagoon we have here in the Yucatan Peninsula, in the northern part of the peninsula. And the Pink Lagoons are actually saline lagoons. And yeah, well. I'm honest, I didn't know how to pronounce it in English. The salt lakes or the saline lakes, which are quite an attraction here in this area. You probably have seen it already, Pink Lagoon. Otherwise, uh, you are not on Instagram. And if you're not on Instagram, then uh, you're probably off the internet for whatever reason. The Pink Lagoons are, like I said, very, very popular. Uh, since a year at least, uh, they are drawing attention to all the picture, Pinterest, Instagram, whatever else, communities. And I wanted to talk about that since we are offering the tour. It is a bit of a ride from Playa de Carmen and Cancun. Um, both locations are about the same distance. It is 3 hours 20 minutes. According to Google Maps, I always estimate 3.5 hours since there should be always time for a small break in order to grab a coffee, uh, go to the bathroom and stretch your legs. But 3.5 hours it is. It is, like I said, and located in the northern part of the Yucatan Peninsula. By the way, it is uh, 20 minutes shorter if you are staying in Merida and you want to see the Pink Lagoons of, now you can Google it as well, Las Coloradas. That's the fisherman's village, the name of the fisherman's village uh, in the northern part of the Yucatan Peninsula where the saline lagoons are located. There is actually a huge salt producing uh, yeah, facility which are using the saline lagoons. Now I'm feeling like I'm, I'm saying that a hundred thousand times, that saline. Um, let me get a bit into that, the salt production. Uh, they are, there is, um, well, obviously it's close to the ocean. The ocean is uh, containing all with salt water and the lagoons are getting filled up by the lagoon, um, sorry, by the ocean. And um, from one lagoon to the next one, the, the salt company is closing the little uh, yeah, lakes and uh, the concentration is getting higher and higher due to evaporation. There's a constant wind blowing there due to the uh, yeah, gulf of Mexico due to the, uh, yeah, like I said, it's located right at the coast and uh, due to the high UV or to the uh, radiation of the solar power, let's say, uh, the evaporation is uh, increasing the 
concentration of the salt and once again there are several of these lakes or lagoons they are artificially uh, there and now you are asking why are they actually having that pink color not all of them by the way it depends a lot on the um, concentration of the of the salt and uh, not the saltiest and uh, is the is the pinkest it has all to do with a certain pH degree and a certain concentration where it accumulates a certain algae okay that is what you're looking for that certain algae is actually called um, while well, causing the, the, the red colored Though the pink color red it depends a bit it turns from orange or let's say yellow orange into a red pinkish uh, color and um, it attracts like I said um, well, it's caused by the algae and it attracts as well uh, so-called Artemia selina that's a, a type of a little crustian a little shrimp you can find in in that water that is as a result attracting flamingos which makes this area pretty pinkish let's say it like that and very attractive very popular the flamingos are beautiful to watch there and plus the uh, yeah due to the salt concentration and the red colored algae and the the color or the pink colored lagoons it is a really lovely scenery since many times uh, there, the, um, the sky is very blue. It's a high contrast. If you try to picture it, uh, well, you should just Google it. Like I said, the fisherman's village is called Las Coloradas, and um, it's a small fisherman's village with a population of roughly a thousand people uh, living there. They are now um, sold to here eighty percent of the salt production, which is. Uh, going back all the all the uh, uh, hundreds of years um, this area is already known that the Mayans already produced salt there by the way a fun fact it is the second largest salt production in uh, Mexico the the largest one is located in Baja California Sur or South uh, and um, that is the second largest uh, salt production of Mexico so um, what I was trying to say is the mines as well, they produced already salt there. They knew um, the richness of, of this area. They were using the, uh, the lagoons. They were actually doing the same system as they do it still in these days. Well, in these days they used some conveyor belts, uh, which the mines obviously did not have. But uh, the system or the process is exactly the same uh, in order to uh, enrich the water the concentration and eventually evaporate the the water and have the pure salt the salt is uh, well the main market is domestic market but uh, a lot uh, of the salt production is getting exported mainly to the states as well and um, that's a bit as a fun or as a fact around Las Coloradas, the pink lagoons. Now you know why we have the flamingos there because of the crustacean, uh, crustacean, I'm sorry, um, little shrimps, Artemia salina. Bye baby. Bye. My wife is leaving to work. And um, 
yeah, the, that's why the flamingos are there. That is a really nice part of the trip. We usually combine the trip as well with Rio Lagartos, which is a, a protected area. The entire area, even though where the salt production is, is a protected area. Uh, there's a lot of um, flora and fauna, a rich flora, uh, flora and fauna to find there. A lot of birds. And uh, as well, the horseshoe crab, for example, that is one of the uh, yeah ancient, ancient, ancient crustaceans. You can still find there. Really, really fun to watch. Whenever we are there, we are looking for them. Many times we find them dead because they're getting trapped in the wrong lagoon, and the concentration rises. The concentration of the salt rises too high, and they are getting killed by the salt. So uh, dead horseshoe crabs you find plenty there. Sometimes we even find uh, some living there. The the tour to Rio Lagartos includes a boat ride as well. Uh, as many times we see crocodiles when we go through the mangroves. It is a lovely, lovely tour. It is a bit of a stretch when we're talking about the distance. If you're an early riser and if you like, um, yeah, if you're a photographer, if you're uh, an Instagrammer or in Pinterest, uh, uh, it's it has to be on your bucket list. My suggested uh, um, pickup time here in Playa del Carmen or Cancun would be 5.36ish. Uh, we always bring the pillows, so just uh, say good morning, jump in the van and take another nap and we wake you up once we are there. We're always trying to be there as early as possible because as well for the pictures, the early sunlight or the, uh, the early morning light is the best light to take some pictures when the sun is out at 11, 12. When it's up, it's actually burning your pictures. Take a look at our website. Uh, we have a blog post there as well. Las Colorados and Rio Lagartos, Mexico's pink paradise. You find a bit more information about this area there. Once again, it's a three and a half hours ride from Playa de Carmen. Uh, you can combine it since we are um, customizing our tours. The other day we went to Coloradas, Las Coloradas, and on our way back, uh, the there was a couple from Denmark. Uh, we had a lot of uh, fun in this day. Uh, this day uh, they were like. Uh, didn't I just see a sign, a road sign, uh, 50 kilometers to Chichen Itza? And I was like, yes, you're right, we are relatively close. And they were like, well, will we make it on time if we do that detour? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. If you, um, well, it has an obviously an additional cost with the entrance fees and with the additional uh, gas, uh, gas consumption of the van. But for the rest, we are always very flexible with those things. You just reach out and uh, I'd be more than happy to send you some um, your customized itineraries and let you know what is possible. Uh, as well, round, round trips are very good. You can, we could start early in the morning with Rio Lagatos and, uh, and um, Las Coloradas. Ekbalam is close as well. We're actually passing Ekbalam, uh, the archaeological site, one of the few which you still can climb. Chichen Itza is close, then uh, Merida is close as well, like I said, from Merida to uh, Las Coloradas, it is only three hours ride. And uh, yeah, in that way you can actually make a, a round trip through uh, the northern part of the Yucatan Peninsula, or if you're even willing to spend one or two, or I would say two or three nights, uh, you could even 
uh, extend that round tip uh, going down to Ukshmal uh, or and as well Bakala and uh, Kalakmul, all the famous southern uh, Mayan archaeological sites. Um, okay, well, for the getting, I got a bit distracted. The Mayans they used that uh, area for salt uh, production. That was actually one of their trading goods. Uh, you might not know that um, they they used to. Well, in the ancient times, there were no ref refrigerators, so you. Uh, in order to store meat or, or fish or meat in general, uh, you had to put it in salt. So salt was a very, very valuable good in order to store your, um, yeah, your meat. Um, well, the production of this area is 500,000 tons of salt per year, which is quite impressive and like I said therefore it is the uh, second largest area the road is fine the last part the last hour it is um, I would say a bumpy road there are a couple of potholes the uh, communities should in my consideration should take care of it actually the last time when I went to Bacala we went quicker to Bacala, it was faster to Bacala due to the um, good quality of the of the road. It is about the same distance going from Playa de Carmen to uh, Las Coloradas, the Pink Lagoons, or going to the south to Bacala. It is about the same distance, but you are a bit faster going to Bacala, the Lagoon of the Seven Colors, which I will cover another in another podcast. But what I was trying to say is both tours are doable in one day. Uh, it is, I would say, a 12-hour day, uh, but it is worth it. It is uh, nice to see, get some pictures, uh, as we always joke, pink pictures uh, from this area. And um, well, also some good Yucatecan-style food. I really enjoy that as well. I usually eat too much there. And um, yeah. That's about it, about the Pink Lagoon, uh, today's podcast. I know that there are other pink lakes in, I think there's one in Nicaragua. It also has to do with the same algae. I don't know if you know more pink lakes or lagoons, let me know in the comment section. Actually, next week I want to start the Q&AK, uh, hashtag Q&A. Uh, Kai K-A-Y use it ask me anything uh, give me questions give me topics and I'd be happy to uh, catch up with your request if you are still listening you are awesome thank you very much if you enjoy what I'm doing here give it a like a thumb up five hearts or stars or whatever makes it float I appreciate it very very much share it Share it with your friends, even though it is for a good laugh or uh, some entertaining character. I would enjoy to hear your comments as well. Say hi in the comment section. I will do the same. Thank you for listening. I'm talking to you tomorrow. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye bye. Let us show you the